0: This is just you and me, uh, heart to heart, mom to mom, talking, relating. Like, this is our time to, so don't feel like nothing has to be, there's no structure to this. There's no structure. Yeah. You just pour out your heart if you want to. You can tell us everything you want to tell us. And it's okay. It's okay. That's the purpose of this.
1: You know it's hard I, I um so you, I don't know it's just so it's like if God was going to give them to me mm-hmm. the, you know the way that we have to care for him now mm-hmm. why couldn't it just have been you know and I and I hate to say that because I don't know if it would be worse to know my child to lose them or to never have the opportunity to
0: yep yeah so that's so real though that. Awesome. Okay, guys. So I'm so excited today. Um we're back on doing another awesome interview with an awesome parent that I can't wait to hear from. Um, You know, it's been a little while since we've interviewed anybody. So I'm really excited and honored that she was willing to get on and share her story, her family's story. So I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. Um, So I'm going to let Miss Amy kind of introduce herself, introduce your family, if you would, um, your family in general. Just tell us a little bit about you guys and then we'll get we'll jump into it.
1: Okay. My name's Amy Oates. Um, I, we've got four children. I'm married to my husband, Kevin. Um, we have four. They are, um, almost 12 girl, almost 10 girl, four and four months, both boys. Oh, wow. So, wow.
0: You got <laughs> your hands full. My goodness. <laughs>
1: yes, I do. Um, and the reason of course that I'm doing this podcast with you is my son, Isaac.
0: Um, and, yeah. And sorry. tell us, a, go ahead and tell us a little bit about Isaac. You can kind of jump into, um, a little bit about him, a little bit about his diagnosis and kind of go from there. If you'd like to start talking okay. about him.
1: Yeah. So, um, our, you know, my son, I'm a bit nervous. Sorry. No, you're my fine. Son is, um, he has I- HIE as a result okay. of an accident. Um, okay. he had a drowning accident at 19 months old. Oh, wow. Um, so our family was pretty, I guess, you know, what I thought was normal, prior right? Too. Um, we had always prayed for a baby boy and we got one, and um, this really bad thing happened and it changed everything. So,
0: okay, how old was yeah. he when that happened?
1: 19 months.
0: Okay, and was it like a fan? Was it in your backyard, a family pool? Was this at like a lake? How? how did that situation happen? Or do you mind explaining how that situation experience took place?
1: So, um, every, you know, every Sunday we went to church and we would go to my mother-in-law's house for Sunday lunch, um, for years, Kevin and I've been married, um, together probably almost 15 years now. Oh, wow. So every Sunday we had lunch with the family. Uh Uh-huh. And cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and, um, you know, Isaac wanted a ball outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept telling him, no, it was March 8th of 2020. I kept telling him, no, it was cold outside. Nobody was playing outside. Um, and he was determined and stubborn and, um, found his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just started opening doors the weekend that it happened. Oh, Wow. So, yeah, like the kind of door where you pull the handle down and push uh-huh. the door open. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had sadly attended a funeral the day prior, and I was following him around the funeral home and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, letting him open doors and, um, you know, just letting him develop, I thought, like a right. little kid.
0: Right, right, yeah. I didn't
1: know the next day he would use that... Um, new skill and change the course of our lives forever. Right. Well, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess um what I what developmental delays or physical challenges, what has that like for instance our daughter is nonverbal. Um she functions at the age of probably a 2 or 3 year old instead of a 7 year old um, she's probably going to be a forever baby. Um, you know, that's what we call her our forever baby. Cause she probably won't ever live on her own or learn independent skills, uh, to be able to live on her own. So what does that look like for Isaac? I mean, what challenges does he have now? What comes with HID? Is that what you said it is?
1: Right. It's uh, hypoxic ischemic and cephalophic. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> something we can't so pronounce
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: HIE for short
1: yes um, so when Isaac drowned mm-hmm. um, he lost oxygen to his brain okay and it caused major damage um in the grain in the white matter the white matter deep, okay. deep brain damage okay um so Isaac lost the ability to walk talk eat um, oh wow he can't sit up.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It does is he on does he have medical uh, equipment like a trach, a vent, a G-tube, any of that?
1: Yeah, so we um he did we did leave the hospital with a G-tube. Um, okay. everything else we pretty firmly declined. Um but once he was extubated, um he spent 9 days on life support and once he was extubated, they um you know had kind of pushed us for it. Um yeah. so those were hard days. But um he breathed on his own when they excavated him. So we Oh wow. You know, we were like why, you know, if he's yeah. breathing on his own, then let's try to let him do that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So wow.
1: um and then of course like so I don't want to get too far ahead of your no, questions. No, go, um, ha-
0: go ahead. And if, if you end up answering questions that I think I'm going to ask, I'll just, that's the nice thing about this podcast is I want you to be so comfortable. This is just a conversation. Yes, we have listeners and we want them to listen in and get all the goodies, but this is just you and me, uh, heart to heart, mom to mom, talking, relating. Like this is our time to, so don't feel like, Nothing has to be... There's no structure to this. There's no structure. Okay. Yeah. You just pour out your heart if you want to. You can tell us everything you yeah. want to tell us. And it's okay. It's okay. That's the purpose of this.
1: You know, it's hard. I... I, um. So, I don't know. It's just so... It's like, if God was going to give them to me, mm-hmm. the, you know, the way that we have to care for him now, mm-hmm. why couldn't it just have been, you know, and I, and I hate to say that cause I don't know if it would be worse to know my child and lose them or to never have the opportunity to. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that's so real though. That and... That's a real feeling and it's okay to feel that way and think that way. In my opinion. I, you know, I, we, the only reason I can speak for both of us is the hardest part for me. I think about is gosh, one day I'm not going to be here and I'm not going to be able to care for my, so sometimes those thoughts of no, do I want to lose my child? No, I, I, I would never want to lose my child, but sometimes I do have thoughts like, I don't want my child to be here without me or dad because no one will care for her or love her the way that we can. You know, I can put it in God's hands, but I'm still a human and I still think with my flesh. So those thoughts that other people find morbid or wrong or they just think I'm sick in the head, they're real, though. This is real life for us. You know, this is an everyday battle emotionally and mentally so i get those thoughts that you're having and i totally understand that i think it's i don't think there's anything wrong with it in my opinion it comes with yeah because like i'm
1: fighting for trying to get something back that i don't i'm not sure if i'm if if he's meant to come back the way that i knew him right and so um (sighs) Uh, Lost my train of thought,
0: but no, you're fine. So, what do you think? Do you think um, is there that possibility with some kids? There's just not that realistic possibility. Like you said, they're not going to ever be what you thought they what they were. So, does he have that? Like with Judea, the the chances of her ever speaking like complete sentences and having conversations and is pretty slim. She could probably. some words one day, but realistically, it probably not going to happen for her if I'm looking at it from that standpoint, not saying that she could never, but I'm just, you know, so do you feel like with certain therapies or whatever it is that he needs that in some areas of his life, he could gain back and be on that level again where he was? Do you think there that potential is there realistically?
1: I honestly have seen it. Have you? There's one child in particular that I have seen it. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is like going through this whole process, I have to make these choices. And is it what Isaac wants? You know, did Isaac yeah. want me to fight so hard to try to, you know, make yeah. him breathe on his own? Did Isaac want me, you know, does he want me to push him through all of these therapies trying to get him back? Right. Um,
0: Do you see it, progression with him in certain areas? You know, not
1: really. The, okay. The progress isn't coming as fast as we would want it to. Okay. Um, but I think that that some of the therapies that we have found are, are working. You know, this okay. one child that I have in, in particular, you know, I'm sure he would love to talk to his parents because they um, you know, they called us. I don't know how we talk now, we're very close, uh-huh. but we talked now and, and we can't even remember how we got a hold of each other because oh. she had me on the phone that my, um, Isaac was still on life support. And she told me, you're going to hear this. They're going to say this. They're going to tell you, it looks bad. They're going to, you know, yeah. These are the things that you're going to hear. Yeah. And over here, you can choose that, you know, right. cause at this point it's us me making a choice for him. Right. Do I fight right. for his life? or Do I let him go? Right. That option, that choice was there.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, So, you know, they, they made it so that if we did decide to fight for his life, they had tools that we could use.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So one of the first things that we did, um, you know, we, we didn't want the trach, we didn't want the vent because we had our hearts set on, um, and we felt like God was leading us towards, um, pursuing hyperbaric oxygen therapy.
0: Okay. I've never heard of that.
1: So we were 50 days out of the hospital, 50 days in the hospital. Um, the medical team here in Fort Worth wanted us to stay at home for a week to make sure that we knew how to care for Isaac.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Cause at that point they were like, get us out. You know, COVID had just, it was March, 2020.
0: Oh wow. Well, this was
1: April by this time, the end of April going into May of 2020. So the world was falling
0: apart. Oh wow. <laughs> oh My goodness.
1: And we were like, get us out of this hospital so we can go try hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Okay. Um, and he could not get this therapy with a trach in a vent.
0: Oh, okay. So okay. he could get it
1: with the trach, but being on vent, right? they can't put you in the chamber. Okay. So safe. Okay. So that was the first thing that we did. Um, And prior to hyperbaric, Uh it's basically just, they put you in, in a machine that takes you to a pressure, uh, being the equivalent, um, 10 to 15 feet underwater.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. That's intriguing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, um, there's a lot of studies out there for like, um, related to like Navy diving and stuff like that when divers Mm -hmm. have compression issues. They'll put them, they'll use the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. It's approved for wound care. It's approved for lots of different things, but not oh. for brain injury.
0: Oh, wow. So we
1: paid out of pocket. We pursued the therapy. We spent two months in New Orleans in May of
0: 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: I mean, we knew how to care for him. But we just, right. I'm sorry. We no, didn't. you're not. Right at that point we really didn't know what we were going to get, what our, you know, I thought, you know, those first couple of years, it's been, we're coming up on three years, but I would say the first couple of years, I thought, okay, we'll do this thing and he'll be better. Right. And then we'll do this thing and he'll be better.
0: And then. Right. Absolutely. I
1: think I have a little bit more of a realistic expectation at this point.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, how would you say it's changed your, cause you have other kids. So h- how has it changed your family? Has it changed your family dynamic at all that you feel like, and in what ways, you know, whether it's good or bad, or kind of give us a- an idea of what that looks like now versus what it looked like before.
1: Um. Probably my biggest complaint and heartache is my husband and I are like passing ships in the night.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, we can't both be on at the same time or else we'll crash, you know? Yep. So we take turns, Mm -hmm. um, and then our relationship is put on the back burner. Right. Um, and I just keep telling myself and him it's temporary, you know, when one day our other three kids are going to move out. Right. 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 So, if he can stick with
0: it, I can stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that's hard. That's been a, that was a huge struggle for us as well. And I mean, it still is something we have to work at every day because we're the same way with our daughter, whether it's in the middle of the night shift, whether it's our other son, our son has a base basketball game and we want someone to be present. We can't necessarily take our daughter every time. So someone has to stay back. Someone has to sacrifice it is. It's always that way. It can't always just be a group unit like we would like it to be because we adapt to her lifestyle. We adapt to her, our lifestyle now is what it is. But so I understand that because it's, it's, depressing, <laughs> at times. You know, especially when you want the unity, you want to be able to enjoy it all together. You want to be able to get a good night's sleep more than a couple hours a night, you know, that kind of thing. So I can definitely empathize with that, uh, that feeling. Um, How do you feel like your other children and the dynamic of them and their brother? How does that, is it pretty strong or is it different in any way?
1: Yes. Yes. And no, they mm-hmm. love their brother. They're still, right. you know, Isaac can laugh after, right. after hyperbaric, he got his smile. Wow.
0: Oh, good. So, That's and awesome. Cognitively,
1: and cognitively he's a four-year-old, so he gets jokes. So if one of the kids rolls through on a hoverboard or, you know, if they're making silly faces or dancing funny, you know, Isaac can participate in that, um, engaging kind of way,
0: okay. not
1: necessarily up and jumping around or anything, but he can laugh at them when they're being silly and stuff. And, and so, um, but I think time was the main thing that was stolen from my kids. You know, um, we did everything together. Like you said, you know, we did everything as you, we moved as, as one piece. And Mm -hmm. now it seems someone always gets left behind to the grocery store to, you know, or, you know, maybe I just don't have energy to go to the, aquarium or wherever they want to yeah. go.
0: It, yeah,
1: It's hard. Um, Absolutely. They, I don't think that probably the damage that is happening inside of them is probably going to manifest for a few more years. Right. right. I think that, um, if I had time to put into creating some sort of normalcy, so sort of mm-hmm. fighting accepting and creating some sort of normalcy for my other kids I think that it would be very beneficial in these um, you know my oldest is almost 12 so I've right. got what like eight more years before she's an adult yeah um and I don't want her to she already misses me I was going to say I don't want her to miss me whenever she's gone but she already misses me so I don't right. know point.
0: right right I understand that completely, Yeah, <laughs> completely. Our oldest is 12. So, yeah, we're just now to the point where we are on the same page. What you just stated, actually trying to create normalcy as much as we can, because honestly, we're not going to ever get to where we would like it to be. But we're trying for his sake because we've lost so many years, you know, of putting him second. Or last completely last. And it's just it's just taking a toll, you can tell. And people don't really think of that about that part of it, about how the whole unit is affected, you know. So I think that's really important to talk about. Um, you kind of touched on your marriage. Um, do you think that how can I say that? Um, I know that you said you guys are kind of like passing, you know, just passing in the night kind of thing. Um do you think in any way there has been um this experience has strengthened your marriage in areas it wasn't strong before at all, or do you think it just is more that it's just been more of a negative uh not negative, but you know what I mean? There's not really you see more of um negative things than you do the positives, or some people will say. For me, instant, for instance, I will say there are many areas of our marriage that it has strengthened that I didn't think it would. So that's what I'm trying to ask is do you think that in your opinion that you are stronger as a couple in any capacity or any area?
1: Of course I want to say, yeah, everything's great. But I think really the truth is, is that this broke me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I've been fighting so hard pushing away mm-hmm. the, you know, I don't know if it's living in denial. The grief just takes over. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I I've recently started seeking therapy for myself, so I'm hoping things will get better. You know, my husband is wonderful. He, you know, I after Isaac's accident, um, I lost 40 pounds. I quit eating, I quit cooking, I quit you know, I mean, I literally just wanted to lay down and die with him. Yeah. So it's hard for me to, you know, see that, you know, and my, my faith goes like this,
0: you know, right. it's
1: like right. one minute I'm real on fire and I see hope and, and then I'm like <sighs> crash <Yep>. and burn.
0: <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> you're, you're normal. You are normal. Okay. <laughs> you are not alone in that at all, at all. But I think it's I think it's a great thing that you can be realistic and honest, Uh, you know, even for our listeners. Like, I want people to know that you're right. It is not sunshine, rainbows. And no matter if you're grounded in your faith or not, it (laughs) if you want to talk about tests of faith, oh, my gosh, it gives me chills because it is the biggest test. But I think it's important not to be so hard on ourselves either. You know, I went through that where I was just really hard on myself for grieving, hard on myself for being depressed, hard on myself for handling it the way I'm handling it emotionally, which was not good. Yes. Um and I'm like I'm, I'm that right now. Yeah. And I think I got sick of being so hard on myself because one thing that God reminds me is that I'm human. Like the way that I'm reacting, he already knows how we're going to react. He knows how we're going to handle every situation. So it's not a surprise to him. He already knows, you know, and he's not disappointed in us. Yes. Is it a test? Of course, I believe so. But I'm never going to sit here and believe that God is disappointed in how I'm handling it because he already knew like he's not shocked. He's like, girl, I could have told you you were going to act this way. It's fine. (laughs) Like, we'll get it together, you know, but I think it's really important to have those people that can lift you up like your husband or be there as a support because my husband's the same way. He reacts totally different the way we're totally different,
1: totally yes. different
0: in the way that we handle this totally. So I'm grateful for him because I don't know where I would be if I was by myself in it. You um, know? I,
1: I, yeah. I couldn't imagine.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, you're, you said you were seeking therapy. That's awesome. I think that's beautiful. I hope that you're proud of yourself for that. You know, Thanks. I know that's hard to in- do it, but I think it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Well, I've tried a lot of different methods and I found one that, um, it's called E EDMR. Or E-R- yeah. 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 I just, um, it was recommended to me recently. And so I've had two sessions so far and nice. I, I'm hoping that it works. I mean, nothing really, we I mean, know the amount of counseling can take away the grief right. of, of this, you
0: know? Right. No, absolutely not.
1: I don't see that it's possible. And, and I'm lucky that my husband's, I mean, I guess that, I guess our marriage is pretty strong if he's going to stick around with, yeah, you know,
0: I mean, that's a huge testament For whether it's the wife or the husband, I know so many people that walk away, that run away, that abandon. I've thought about it, to be really honest, you know, um, Mm -hmm. to be real. I've wanted to walk out and leave it. (laughs) But that is a huge testament to your marriage, that you have a partner that uh, your spouse that is willing to stand by your side and your family. And because it's so easy for us to run away from our problems. And the challenges, so that is that's awesome. That he. I mean, I have hope. You
1: know that things yeah. will get better. We're still trying to figure out how to be in public.
0: Oh, really? As a, okay. As a unit, you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. So, when you say that, is there a reason that uh, what makes it difficult to be in public as a unit?
1: Um, well, right now, with a especially with another baby, a new baby, is mm-hmm. space really? You know. Okay. Um, you know, you, you get invited to someone's house and you wonder, is there, you know, stairs, am I going to have to lift the wheelchair up? Am I going to, you know, that happened to me over the summer, right? I, you know, got invited to hang out. Okay. That's great. I was, Mm -hmm. what was, I guess in the spring, maybe I was probably seven or eight months pregnant and I get to my friend's house. There's no gate on the side, no gate on the other side, there's stairs up to the front door. I had my Chick-fil-A and I just sat in the yard and cried and ate my Chick-fil-A until oh, someone during my... the party can help me carry the
0: wheelchair in. Oh, wow. So stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I get that. It's emotional. I don't think I've, I've done the same thing. I'll do the like, um, I kind of shut down when it comes to creating friendships anymore because it's hard to find people that can adapt and accommodate your situation. So I've kind of just given up on that, but I've had a couple moments where I do the same thing, like might be invited over to family's house or whatever it is. And it just doesn't accommodate our our daughter's situation. And I will just, you just break down. It's hard not to, it really is hard not to. It's so frustrating sometimes. So that's
1: why it's important to connect with people that understand what you're going through. I was um, thrilled to meet Christy and her family. And oh yes. I love them. Her Introduce me to you.
0: Yeah. They're such beautiful people. I remember when we did their interview. Oh my gosh. Talk about tears and chills and all the whole nine, but they're just a beautiful family. They really are. They're very uh, special. They really to are.
1: To take this on is just a whole nother type of angel human.
0: <laughs> yep. Yes, Absolutely. Um, how about do you uh how about job like careers, jobs? Do you and your husband work? How to, how is that how does that work?
1: So I've always been fortunate to stay home with my kids. Okay. Um I'm I'm very blessed about that. You know, i I thought of it the other day. Someone had said something about, you know, I had to work the whole time I was raising my son. Now I get to enjoy my grandkids and I'm retired. Well, I started late. So right. I've been fortunate to be able to stay home with my kids and, um, okay. raise them and teach them and cultivate them and, right. you know, bring them to hopefully be loving, compassionate humans that yeah. care for others.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and as then my husband is out there doing what he does to <laughs> make this all work I'm
0: so glad I'm so you'll have to tell your husband if I won't get the chance to meet him but I'm just very thankful because I understand what my husband's up there doing the same thing so I can do this so I appreciate that I appreciate him for sure for sure and so he works full-time he
1: does okay
0: does he get to work a regular schedule or does he work like a wonky schedule or is it pretty he's in construction okay oh okay (laughs) okay
1: yeah. Um, we've been fortunate that the company has been really lenient to not making travel a whole lot okay. during this. Um, you know, since the accident they gave him, um, you know, he, they've been very kind to us. Good. Um, good.
0: Cause I know yeah, construction schedules can be, they can be a uh, chaotic depending on yes. where you. The are.
1: summer before Isaac drowned, he moved to Vegas for five months. So
0: Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, goodness. No. So that kind of oh, wow. Nope. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. Well, and <laughs> he was
1: military when I married him. So I was kind of used to it,
0: you know? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm I'm okay with, you know, him having your space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that it, I'm glad that that works and you're like, you have that opportunity to be home with your kids and you want to be home with your kids. I, I, I was home for a while, but I definitely was not, it's not my God just knew I was not meant to be a stay at home mom or wife. And that's, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay with it, (laughs) but I did what I had to do for a while for Judea. So you do what you have to do. Definitely. Um, how about friendships? You know, you said you started connecting or you've learned to connect with people that can relate to, you know, the lifestyle you live and the situation you're in. So is that do you think you've built more friendships? Do you think it's hard to build friendships?
1: It is. Um, you know, most of my friends now um are scattered all over the United States. Okay. Um a lot of brain injury, you know, and it's hard because I want to be close to them. But at the same time, it's like witnessing this same thing going on in their family is heartbreaking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and it always, it's like this ebb and flow. It's like, I'm here to lift you up. And then tomorrow you might have to lift me up. And then tomorrow yeah. we'll both turn around and lift up Christy and yeah you
0: know, or we'll all be down together all together. <laughs> right. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. And it helps though, cause that distracts me, you know, helping others distracts me from, you know, yeah. my own grief, you know, to, to step out away from that and, and try to help make something better in someone else's life. Or maybe you say something that, you know, I know it's happened to me. People, you know, we'll, I can't think of anything right now, but right. No, some morsels that get you through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. And it's the, it's when you least expect it, but you most need it. <laughs> you need it the most. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good that you have that. I call it like a servant heart. I have a heart of a certain, I want to help as much as I can. I always say, thank God I'm not rich because we would be broke because I would <laughs> help and give and give and give as much as I could because. I feel like sometimes it, it boils down to finances for a lot of families. So that's another thing I want to ask. Um, It's something we've struggled with. Yeah. <laughs> Equipment or resources and things for our children. Has that been, I can only imagine what kind of struggle it's been, but has it been a struggle for your family? Like it has so many other families that I know. Sorry. No, you don't have to apologize.
1: I know a lot of people that cannot get the care that they would like. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that would help our kids is not covered by insurance.
0: Right. When
1: when Isaac was laying in that hospital dead, Mm -hmm. For, I mean, it had been 45 minutes at this point. Oh my God. I, you know, I, I fell on the floor. Something told me to get up and I went to him and my prayer was, I'm touching my baby. I'm like, please don't leave me. And my prayer in that moment was whatever I have to do, whatever I have to do, just stay with me and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever I promised God, I promised Isaac in that moment. And. You know, we someone opened up a GoFundMe and um, we were able to get a good head start on things. Um, We've had a couple of people hold fundraisers for us, but it's been amazing to not have to worry about where the money is going to come from. Yeah. So far up until this point, we're getting the, we're about to, we're putting together another fundraiser right now, but um, up until this point, so almost three years after the accident, we, we've been blessed to not have to worry about that. Good. But then also there's this element of it where I get down to the last thousand dollars and, and I'm like, okay, God, it was a good fight, right? I can rest now. I can, I can accept, I can stop fighting. I can rest Mm -hmm. right and then isaac gets a grant or isaac gets you know a donation or Mm -hmm. um it's so double edged sword and it's sorted and i feel like a terrible person for saying that
0: um no i don't feel like you should feel terrible for that you know but
1: my follow-up prayer behind that is god when once this works everything that we have left is going to go to the next person. I don't want there to be a next person that's going to need it. But when it happens. Right.
0: Right. Because it will. That's the sad reality. It will happen. I mean, but that's great that you've been in a position to, like you said, you haven't had to really worry about where the money's going to come from. I can only imagine, you know, we have been the total opposite side of the spectrum. Just, you know, just not as fortunate. But it also comes back to we. I've never been willing to ask for help. I I've never been able to ask for help. A uh, fundraiser, GoFundMe. In my head, I'm like, no, I don't want to ask anybody for that. Um. So I commend you for being, because uh, I think that's very unhealthy. The way that I'm think it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do your child any good. So I commend you for just be, I'm grateful for whoever has donated and contributed to that because that's amazing. And that's awesome. Um, and of course I love, I always love testimonies of God's grace and mercy and love because that's what it is. As soon as you think, as soon as you think that's it, like it is what it is. Gotta let it go. There's no, you know, and he just shows up and he shows out every time literally. So, and I think that's great that you're willing to pass and, you know, donate or whatever you do, sell it to a family. I'm a we are a family who has been blessed by random equipment donations and it, I can't tell you how life-changing that is for families. So, the fact that you're willing to do that when the time comes, that's fantastic. It'll be a life-changing blessing for somebody. It really will. I hope so. Oh, it let so. me I- tell you. It will. <laughs> it definitely, definitely will. Um, Let's see. What other question was I going to ask you? I had a question on the top of my head and I can't even think about it. What would be, tell us about um, Isaac's personality. So I know that you said, you know, he, if there's a joke, he'll giggle. Um, You can tell us about his personality before the accident and his personality. Now uh, we'd want to know all about his personality and what kind of, a little boy he is.
1: Uh yeah, so he's he's amazing. I'm I'm really glad he stayed. You know, days are hard. Um and doing what I have to do, you know. I mean, I don't have to do it. I can I can decline donations or or send the money back and say, you know, what, we don't want to do this, but but like you said, we we're seeing little bits of progress. It's not as quickly as we'd like it to be, but right. Um, he's showing us every day that he's in there and he's willing to work. So, um, he, prior to his accident, he was very rambunctious. (laughs) Um, I was looking forward to having a boy. Yeah. I didn't know what it was going to be like. (laughs) Um, he was just did what he wanted to do. He marched to his own beat. Daddy was his favorite person. Yeah. You know, um, It seems like so long ago, but um, after the accident, he, his personality has slowly come back and it's only been recently, he's four, he just turned four um, at the end of July, but it's just only been recently that I've seen this like shift in understanding or, okay, you know, if you say something funny to him, he'll, you know, or if you just like, why, you know, if I, if I'm doing some change in a diaper and the baby's like looking at me funny and I look over and say, why are you looking at me like that? You know, I start laughing because he thinks that's funny because yeah. he's four. you know, yeah. or, you know, we download silly apps that make silly sounds and he thinks it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so stuff like that. He likes blazing the monster machine. Um, he can't, he can't communicate with me. He, he does, you know, communicates a lot with his eyes.
0: Okay. I don't know. Does he, is he able, like, I see you have a tablet. Is he able to move his hands to communicate with technology? Uh, I keep messing with it. Oh, it's fine. Um,
1: it's very, I would love to introduce you to him.
0: Oh yeah. I would definitely love to meet him. Of course. Absolutely. Like right now? Yeah. You can take the camera over there. <laughs> go ahead. Let me go. <laughs>
1: Hey, I
0: want you to say hi to a friend of mine. Oh, hey, buddy. Hi, Isaac. (laughs) Oh, you are too cute. Look at you. You're cutie. Hi. You are so cute. Look at those eyes. Are you tired? (laughs) You look tired. I was telling her about... (laughs) <laughs> he is too cute you're adorable
1: yeah he's a little sleepy right now but
0: um, that's okay
1: Hi, I mean, buddy. He, he knows who everyone is you know which is something they said that would never happen they yeah. told us all the bad things he'll never know who we are he he um you know he'll never walk he'll never talk he'll never do all, all those things and mm-hmm. So far, they've been right about that, but there's one thing that they weren't right about, and that was, you know, he wouldn't be present, and he is. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, and I always say, like, uh, in my opinion, I'll say my opinion, listeners, <laughs> um, that's, on that note, that's more of like a, to me, a spiritual, you can't ever take that side, of, like the physical things, the real, you know, that he may never walk And he may never, you know, be a basketball star and move this way and do. But the knowing the um, that spiritual side, that mental, that emotional, uh, I believe that God controls all that, honey. Yep. He's in control, all that. So you can't take that from me. That's beautiful. I love it. He's so cute. You
1: can't, you know. I know when people look at him, they underestimate his abilities, but, and that's one thing that I've had to be real careful about, you know, you are asking about his personality and stuff. He's a little bit sleepy right now, but he understands everything. If you start talking about something and I mean, he'll, he'll look back and forth between two people talking. And so, you know, these children are nonverbal and not, I know you see the, you know, or people may see the little things on Facebook or on social media that say, you know, they're in there, they know you, but but they really are like, and words are powerful and, you know, to, to catch someone staring at him or, you Mm -hmm. know, um, it's like, you know, in the beginning after the accident, I would, I would, someone would be saying, well, there was one particular incident where the woman was staring and I was Mm -hmm. like, he drowned he just blurted out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, because it's it anger. It's I get very angry sometimes. I would rather a person be very blunt and very and just come at me and say, what happened? Or why is this? Why does this look like this? Why does she look like that? Why does she move like that? I would rather someone say that than stare, you know, like there's a problem here. And sometimes I blurt out. Is there a problem here? Is there a problem? I don't see one. You know, because that it's just disrespectful in my, you know, in my opinion. And I try to remember people try to remind me, Nika, not everybody's exposed to special needs people. Not everybody understands it's it's awkward. It's weird. And I said, that's okay. But a question is easy to ask. It's Mm -hmm. easy to ask a question. And that's what I think other people, other parents, in my opinion, should teach their children when they're young you know, ask the question, ask me what happened, ask me, why is she in a wheelchair? You know, those types of things. Ask me, just ask a question goes a long way, but the staring and the looks and the whispering, those are all things that just, yeah. Or kids, parents making their kids
1: stay away.
0: Yep. Like it's contagious. it (laughs) It does all hurt. It does because you
1: know, I can remember before you know, and I'm sure before Jada. You, I mean, we. I don't know. I don't. I think I just probably pretty avoided. I don't think I. Yeah. I just kind of avoided, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like Putting myself in
1: the situation.
0: Yeah, where I would. Yeah. Or
1: wonder or or maybe just say a prayer in my head as I became an adult and just keep on going. I don't know. Maybe so.
0: I've never been, I remember being very uncomfortable around um, mentally handicapped people in general. My mom's always worked with mentally, the mentally handicapped and my grandma did too. I remember being very uncomfortable, but I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember going out of my way to stare or I don't know, (laughs) or maybe, maybe I just don't remember, but I just, uh, I've always been that person that asks the question yeah. instead of assuming, or if I'm not comfortable, then I'll remove myself from the situation. I'll walk away. Like you said, I'll avoid it if I'm not, yeah. I'm like, if it's, if I'm uncomfortable, that's a me problem. So let me just excuse myself. You You just don't ever
1: think when it's going to be you, it'd be like family members and stuff who avoid the situation.
0: Yeah. Or I guess a a question I could ask you, do you ever have family members that are in in denial of what has happened, not willing to accept what has happened, and everything's going to be peaches and cream overnight? It's just going to be peaches and cream. I mean, I've got, you
1: know, I mean... I still have to walk grandparents through feeding him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. if you know, when before Isaac's accident, mm-hmm. the first person I would call if I wanted to date night was grandma, and grandpa, you know. Yeah. And three years after his accident, I, I can't leave them. I can't leave him because they don't know how to keep him alive by feeding right. him. Right. Um, let alone all the other stuff, you know, his medication and stuff like that. But um you know, and then I'm scared for my other kids. Like, I don't right. want to them to leave my sight.
0: Right. That's understandable. I'm so afraid to do leave you, them. Do you think that's because of what happened to Isaac? Absolutely. Or have you always... Okay, okay. My perfect
1: little bubble got burst.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a
1: brain injury and everything. Like, it's one thing. And, and again, I, I don't want to... For people that are listening, it's so hard because I do have, have friends that, you know, birth injuries was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, in the HIE world, um, HIE can involve, you know, children with birth injuries, loss of oxygen, cerebral palsy, okay. um, traumatic brain injuries, as well as anoxic brain injuries, which is what Isaac has. Okay. Um, so his was a, a cu- cut off of oxygen to the brain versus a blow to the head.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That's right. a good, that makes sense. Okay. Got it.
1: Right. Um, so his injury came from his heart stopping and he is, I mean, he died for almost an hour and then right. for some reason he came back God. and
0: that's just, that's so insane to me when I hear you say, you said 45 minutes, I didn't know that it, and that's, I guess for me, all I can think is, but God, because, yeah i didn't
1: and a mother begging on the floor
0: that's literally a testimony of god hearing your cry literally (laughs) literally yeah that blows my mind because when you
1: i mean we knew he were he was dead when we pulled him out of the pool and then um you know the ambulance wouldn't let us in so they took him to the hospital and we were right behind him but you know, a few minutes, and then it was still a while in the ER before they got his heartbeat back. But by that, that point, I was o- like over and praying and right. saying I would do anything. You know, wow. Um, God. And and his heartbeat started again. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> wow, that is so powerful. Because in my <laughs> head, I thought it. I thought there was only a certain amount of time that could pass before you know it's just too late. So then. For people listening to this, I'm sorry. I know not everybody believes in God, but but what I don't know how you explain that. <laughs> you know that's beautiful. That's powerful. I know, bud. You're ready for bed. You're like Judea. Judea is probably knocked out by now. So does he take a lot of medication? Um, mostly
1: we just do supplements and oh, okay. um stuff to help
0: common like we use cbd oil with him okay okay Um, does he does he have like um any type of behavior issues at all or no like uh jadea has very uh she has a more agitated personality she's autistic as well as her primary diagnosis so she's agitated a lot of the time so she has violent behaviors does he ever have any type of behavior issue at all (sighs)
1: Um, yeah, it comes out more like sweating, um, okay. high heart rates, splotches okay. on his skin. Oh, wow. Um, it, can Judea move and like flare, flare her body around? Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. Judea is, um, so Judea really, really quick. Cause I didn't even tell you before we started. So my, my listeners get to listen again, even though they know all about her. Uh, she has nine P 9P- minus syndrome, which is a chromosome deletion. So she's missing 42 genes that she should have inherited. Um, that's where you get her mental, physical delay. So she intellectually is probably the age of maybe a two to three year old. We don't really know, honestly. Um, and she's seven. Um, she doesn't walk. She doesn't talk. Um, so and she is very she's autistic as well. She's very jerky. She's a jerky kid. She can move all parts of her body. Um, she just can't. She's not mobile really. She can kind of army crawl when she wants to, when she really wants something. But <laughs> other than that, um, yeah, she's very jerky, very, she can, um, operate a tablet. We actually just figured that out this year. She can actually awesome. operate a tablet. So that's kind of cool. Just like through Netflix, she can make choices is what I should say. She can make, is choices. Like, does she use her finger or does she use, yep. eye gaze or- she uses her pointer or her thumb. yeah it's a big it's a big victory it really is um so just like just like Mr. Isaac up here when people assume that she has no clue what you're asking her to do telling her she has a clue and sometimes I'll tell people because they'll say well does she even understand and I said well she just manipulated you a little bit so I think she understands (laughs) I think she gets it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a little bit about Jay. She's, and she is unfortunately the type of autism she has. It's just they're agitated children, and it sucks because I wish she was more joyful. So, we keep her on sleep meds and medicine to maintain her behaviors. We've tried everything under the sun before that, and it just, life got really hard for her after a while, and you can only let, watch your child go through that for so long. So when I she would gets, love this here.
1: I mean, have you talked to Christy about some of the stuff that she's doing? For No,
0: I have not. I have not at all. Okay. Um, we've very briefly talked about medication and stuff like that, but I haven't even really taken the time to like sit down with people. Like I'd like to sit down with everyone outside of, you know, the podcast and just, yeah, just learn and, um, share, you know, so what we're learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's never I've in had my
1: brain pounded with functional neurology and reflex integration. And yeah. I mean, just there's so much like oh, what much. God does in nine months in a womb. I'm trying to do and have been at it for three years now. almost. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exhausting. It's, just, it's, it's mentally exhausting. It really is. Yeah. And
1: physically when you have to do everything for them. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, how, much does, the physical, how much the physical
1: does How much does Isaac is.
0: weigh? Um, about thirty pounds. Okay, so he little little guy. Yeah, uh, I would Maybe say Jay. a little bit more than that.
1: But <laughs> it's hard to put weight on him when they have a button, you
0: know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep, <laughs> I would say Jay's probably close to sixty five. She looks, she's very very tall. I'm not very tall, and she's when you look at her, you don't think there's much there, but oh my gosh, she's so heavy. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how we carry her. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how we carry that girl, but it's not going to last much longer for me because she's about as tall as I am. So it looks awkward when I carry her, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. Hi buddy. He's like, man, what
1: are you doing? So, do you have to think about, like, like you were talking about earlier, what happens to your kids once you know, when something happens to you? Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about that yet.
0: Well, I'm sorry I even brought that to your attention.
1: well, it, <laughs> I- it it was coming, right? yeah,
0: I just i I just recently started thinking about it, and I wish I didn't think about it, but my mom has been a very My mom's very realistic. She likes me to be prepared for that type of mentally, emotionally, and I hadn't really thought about it. And she's the one that brought it to my attention one day and just started discussing it with me. And after that, I couldn't help but think about it. I couldn't help. And I started to feel bad for saying to myself, I would never want anything bad to happen to Judea but I don't want her to ever be without us on this earth. That scares me more. That scares me way more. So yes, unfortunately that's a realistic thought I have. Not a lot of people like that. Like that. I talk about it, but I like to talk about the uncomfortable stuff because this whole experience is uncomfortable. So it's all uncomfortable. Um.
1: (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Were you given like a life expectancy or anything?
0: Yeah. Um. So our doctor's uh, genetic counselor is the one that gave us the diagnosis. Finally, after six months of just, you know, tons of doctors trying to guess, trying to put the little pieces together. She actually didn't give me. She did not tell me out of her mouth. I actually researched and spoke to other parents in the support group that I'm in on Facebook for 9p- and um, life expectancy is 40s, early 40s, Um, but obviously there's a lot of kids depending on the complications they have that have gone much, much, much earlier than that. So I think the oldest living nine P 9P- minus person, um, that I last heard about is now 65. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. hmm So, but it just depends because when I saw an image of the chromosome, they, they drew out an image of the chromosomes and they showed us what the deletion looked like. And I'm not kidding you, Amy, the tiniest little piece. And I'm like, Oh, that's not that big. We're It's fine. We're going to be fine. That's tiny. And then they said 42 genes that she should have inherited. And I thought, oh, that's that can't be that bad. And then as they get older and they develop, you're like, oh, wow. It's significant. 42 genes is significant compared to some of these other. Some of them are fortunate enough to go on and live their own lives. And there's a 9P minus lady who she's a parent and she's married. So, um, wow. J- yeah, Jadaya
1: progress, or is that just different genes that
0: it, her deletion was less significant than Judea's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yep. A, early forties, you know, that's what they say. So, and Jadaya is fortunate. She doesn't have, um, cardio, she doesn't have any cardio issues, and that is usually the number one thing that ends up, unfortunately, taking most of these kiddos. So she doesn't have any cardio issues. So, yeah, yeah, and no seizures, and I better knock on this wood right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how about um? is there, did they do that for you? Did they tell you? I know they told you lots of things he's not going to do.
1: No, um, really, it's just, um, (laughs) and in in the drowned community, Mm -hmm. there are, you know, varying degrees of injury. Okay. Um, some totally unscathed, some completely wiped out. Yeah. Um, Uh, some have progressed. Some never do. Some don't progress and keep living. Some progress and end up passing. This is like this yeah. Russian roulette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect.
0: Right. Yeah. I would say, even though obviously our kids situations are so different, I'd still the same feeling. You just don't know what to expect. Literally from day to day or month to month, year to year, literally. And we've seen that issue with Jadea where she progressed behaviorally, emotionally. And then this last, I'm going to say three months, she's kind of back. She went backtracked and dr- backtracked in that area. And so that was hard for me because it took us years to get her where she was emotionally and mentally. So okay,
1: can I share something with yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead. So you said that she was also now using her iPad to make choices with her finger. Correct. Okay. So developmentally um, what I've learned is that whenever they gain a new skill, they'll regress in another temporarily and then you'll move forward together.
0: Oh, okay. So there's some hope. I did not realize that. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. That's good to know.
1: Just like, um, with a, with a neurotypical child, um, you know, and I don't know if you have any babies around you, but if you'll watch closely, if once, you know, if, if a baby starts walking before she starts talking, she'll become a little bit more clumsy when her words come.
0: Oh, huh. and then
1: they'll even out and she'll keep on going.
0: Wow. I'd never have heard that. Wow. That's good to know. I do not have any babies, but I definitely, that's definitely a good piece. I hope everybody heard that. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, that might be, that makes a little sense. She's definitely starting to even out a little bit. We're getting back to normal Judea. So, <laughs> but for a while there, I was a little worried. So, but that makes sense. And it's so hard because you just don't know what they yeah. need or what they No, you sure don't. You sure he don't. He gets
1: frustrated. He yeah, He's so frustrated when you know he's. I've got him a little bit, a little bit on you know on some relaxation yeah. medication. <laughs> That's right now, okay. But, um, and he's really tired because he missed his nap today. But oh. you know he he's starting to get frustrated. Um, with okay, so the other day at church, mm-hmm. I had to be. They texted me from service and. Mm-hmm. When I came up the hall, I could hear him screaming and I was like, you know, he's never done this before. Usually he just sits in the class and he hangs out with his friends and they do circles around him and whatever. Well, they were playing this game. The Uh teacher said that they were playing a game and the children ran behind him. So I guess his chair was in the middle of the room or wherever it was. And the children had ran behind him to the wall and he couldn't see them. He couldn't turn around and run with them. And the teacher Uh forgot to grab him and bring him over with them. And he Uh got upset.
0: Oh wow. So oh man.
1: Um, you know, and and it goes back to that who's gonna care for them when we're not there, like who's gonna care that much to grab him, you know, and take him back where the kids are. Yep. I mean, I know that she would have if she would have realized it, but again, right. he's been every right. Sunday, he's just fine laying back and watching, but now there's this shifting happening with him. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's being a four-year-old or I don't know if we're making progress in his brain. Right. I'm not really sure what it is at this point, but he's starting to identify the things I was that gonna say, he wants to do. and
0: Which is great. Is, that's fantastic. It awesome. It's I mean, bitter. It's bittersweet for him, you know, especially. Sweet. Yes, bittersweet, because if you don't have if the person that's you know, doesn't realize like how important it is to make sure he's included or you just don't think about it in the moment, not to blame anybody. You just don't think about it, you know, especially with when you're dealing with all a whole bunch of kids. But I mean, bittersweet for him because he wants to be a part of it. He knows what he wants, but no one else knows what he wants. You know? Um, Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I think, and I'm grateful for the fact that Judea has a little bit of a voice and Judea definitely is really bossy. She's very clear about what she wants. And even though she can't speak it, she'll make sure you understand. Eventually she gets the point across. She can oh, grab, God. she can, she can like push your arms or your hands in the motion where, where she wants you to go, what she wants you to do. So I'm grateful for that, you know, um, that helps. That helps. I've never looked at it like that until I just spoke to you, but I'm realizing that though that does help. That's something to be grateful for. you know? And I mean,
1: that's stuff we take for granted, right? Before, before this life, I never would have, I'm looking at this baby, this infant that I have now just, in it's totally through a totally different lens. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I, I, I can't imagine Just like people say they can't imagine our situation. But now that I've met you or even um, Christy meeting them, they coming into that. That's not how it was in the beginning, but you're coming into that. And me, I I knew it from, you know, I knew it from the day Jay was born. Something was wrong. So I knew what that, that something was wrong. But having to come into this, not starting out that way, I can't imagine that kind of shift mentally i don't know Um,
1: if it's better or worse i don't we touched on this earlier and and i and i go through it with moms all the time that that children are diagnosed hie that birth injuries and they're like man you know we just look at each other and go yeah which one's worse and it doesn't have to be a worse one or the other right
0: i don't think there's ever a comparison and i always try to remember remind people um, your struggle is your struggle. Your family struggle. I could not do what you do every day, and not you could too. not do what I do every day. pounds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so res- you better respect my struggle because I'm gonna respect yours. <laughs> That's what I tell people. You know, no comparison. This isn't a competition. You know, it's really not.
1: Nope. I mean,
0: nope. Not at people all. People try to
1: make it that way sometimes, but
0: yep. They try and that's what I try really not to do. I think that's why I kind of got in the headspace of I'm not going to ask for help ever because I don't I didn't want people to think uh, just like that pity that uh, I don't know how to explain that feeling. I just always think that way. I'm like, no, because people are going to think you want pity. People are going to think this is you're just trying to, you know, milk it for all it's worth kind of thing. And I was like. Uh, but that's a me problem. That's not what is. Well, I'm the not same
1: <laughs> but I think to start out with that, you know, and I've had to come to the terms with, you know, I, luckily, I've only been able to focus on Isaac's therapies. Right. Um, Like I said, the, the, my brother-in-law has been handling the fundraisers. Um, You know, my my other brother-in-law is the one that opened up the GoFundMe. Okay. People were um attracted to Isaac, not attracted to Isaac's story, but they really wanted to see him pull through. They wanted right. to see a happy ending. Right. You know, um, but I think accepting help is is kind of the first step of that. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, and I don't know who's in your life or or who you what your support system looks like, but accepting help is really hard.
0: Oh, it's so hard.
1: <laughs> but it does make way to being able to ask for help when you need it. I mean, right. like, boy, after, after this baby came, I was just, distra- I was drowning.
0: Oh, I can't imagine. Was drowning, and I've had to ask for so much help
1: over the last few months. And, um, you know, before I was, you know, well, if it, if the help comes, then I'll, you know, then I'll accept it, which took me a while to get there. I just said that. So, yeah, but I think that's the first part. Is is the next time you know you have a friend that says, "Hey, can I, you know, run and pick up your grocery?" Store? Yes, actually, yes, you can. That would be <laughs> great help. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like that piece of advice and encouragement because it's been a struggle for me, a hundred percent. But because it's been oh, <laughs> let me pass the microphone. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> he's too cute thanks for sharing him with us he's so cute well
1: it's kind of hard to explain how he is and I know he wasn't real full personality tonight but that's okay
0: that's okay no I loved it I love meeting I love meeting new people I love making new friends yeah he's a cutie so what I like to ask everybody um what and it's really hard to pick out the positives sometimes, but I believe that there is positives in our stories. So in what positive ways has this experience and the journey helped you as an individual grow? Um, And like I said, it can be the smallest thing in the world, but I know, but I do believe that there is a positive. So what would be your positive, whether it's one thing, five things, how has it helped you become a better person or grow um, as a person? I think
1: it's, you know, I've definitely got more compunction now um, for, <clears throat> I mean, I just, I've made space to be able to, are you still there?
0: Yeah. Am I frozen?
1: Uh-oh. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry
0: about that. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Am I frozen?
1: Okay. Sorry. Um, so I think that it's made me a better person because I have um as a mother, I've become more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a student, I've become more um Open to different possibilities, I don't look at things on the surface anymore as I used to, right? Um, not that I was a surface level person, but I just <clears throat> when you go through something like this, it's grace is a huge one,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, preach that all day
1: the amount of grace that I have to give every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Um, I just, I've never had a passion for something so much as what I have a passion for now. And the hard thing is not knowing where I'll end up, where Isaac will end up. Yeah. Um, but if I can, um, offer comfort or, you know, a therapy that works or, um, you know, my heart right now is I'm really wanting to, um, train children in a specific type of sw- swim training, um, to be able to survive in the water.
0: Oh, um,
1: I would yeah. really like, you know, so <clears throat> I've, I have a financial background and, okay. but being in an office was never something I saw myself going back to after being free for the last right. you know, 12 years. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's just, I've just met so many wonderful people who have held me up and who I've been able to hold up. And it's just this whole nother level of the human experience, I think.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I think I've missed out.
1: You you know? I, I'm nothing without the people that surround him. My son wouldn't be here if it weren't for the phone call that I got that day that said, look, it doesn't have to go that way if you don't want to.
0: Right. Right. I like that statement right there that you just said. It doesn't have to go that way if you don't want it to. That's powerful. Because that could pertain to not only him say, keeping him alive, but that can pertain to many other things, medications that their par- parents think they have to put their kid on because this is what they say is going to help or it's going to be the best. It doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to be that way. I love that. That's powerful. But
1: the world is going to make you think that it does have to be that way. But there is a huge support system just below that. Right. That is able to guide and steer a a smoother steer me towards Mm -hmm. a smoother kind of river. I don't know what I'm saying.
0: No. Yeah, no, I definitely, I get it. I don't know if the listeners get it, but I get it. (laughs) I get it a hundred percent. I love that. You've definitely provided me some encouragement this evening. Um, Definitely. So I I do have one final, final question that I absolutely love asking people because we have a lot of families that will listen to this podcast. We have families who will never experience what we've experienced and we have families who do experience or they're brand new to it. There's so many different situations, but no matter what position they're in, what is one or if you have more than one, it doesn't have to be one. What is a piece of encouraging advice to those that are not familiar with this lifestyle is what I always say, um, who or are just brand new to experiencing it. Um, What's a piece of encouragement for our listeners that you would say um, has helped you or that you would like to give to them?
1: This is where my iPad comes in. Okay. <laughs> I made a couple of notes, and we touched on a lot of stuff that I made notes about. So that's oh was really cool. good. Um. So, advice, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So we have to educate ourselves. We have to know everything about our children. Um. And you know, I don't know about you know, what type of life situations your listeners are in, where they, you know, what backgrounds they come from, if they have children like ours or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but educating yourself, um, is just, and, and not in just how to, you know, say hi, when you see somebody like that, but to know that there is another way, right. Right. Um, reaching out to people that try things that are out of the box and, um linking up with others who understand what you're going through um mm-hmm. accepting and learning how we touched on that one organization is so important yeah yeah uh, right
0: man that's no joke i didn't take that seriously in the beginning me oh. either
1: well i guess i did it i was, did not it's a whole I, other level though
0: <laughs> oh man i did not take that seriously and i found out real quick that's a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I look for ways to help others to help myself feel better when I'm in a funk. Mm-hmm. Um and then also like a big one is is making sure that the person that talks to you in your head is nice to you. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And if she's not nice, tell her to shut up. I
0: like <laughs> nice. I like that. Did you guys hear that? That's a good one. I like that a lot. We can change the way
1: that we talk to ourselves and it will give us a different perspective. That's so true. Um,
0: That's so have true. Have grace
1: be yeah. behind yourself and Absolutely.
0: others. Absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. Man, I'm so glad that you agreed to be on this podcast interview. I'm excited for everybody to hear your story Hear about Isaac and your family. Um, honestly, just a beautiful human. I call everybody beautiful humans, beautiful people. We're all beautiful. Um, and I'm just honored that you are willing to be vulnerable and and share because it's hard to share. So I'm glad that you were willing and open to that. So thank you. I I'm really, so- really appreciate it. Of course. I really do. I'm
1: so honored that you asked me and that you took time out of your night's night. Tonight.
0: Of course. I feel like it's Stay a I feel like it's a um how can I say um a form of self-care sometimes when I get on here and do this. You know? Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did and thank you again Amy so so much for sharing.